My bed is a spaceship, the Globus. Chapter 11 The Moment of Truth. The Globus's mouth opened up even wider so that it could gobble up the mighty motion and the plug hole in one bite. To Curtis's amazement, though, Grandpa Tub just winked at him and shouted, Ducks away! The whole flock of luminous plastic ducks flew from the plug hole into battle with the Globus. They headed straight for the monster's eyes and began pecking at its cornea. The Globus immediately turned its attention to these small annoying birds and began turning its huge mouth towards them. It snuck out a slimy purple tongue, but just missed two of the largest ducks in the fleet. Meanwhile, back at the plug hole, Grandpa Tub began turning the shower knobs again. Fizz, fizz, pop, went the plug hole, but it did not move. Even more worrying was that an ice rock the size of a city like London or New York was twisting its way towards them. Just come over to the mighty motion, cried Curtis. No, my boy, I'm staying with my ship. But Grandpa, please. You go, Grandpa Tub said. No, Curtis replied. It's so silly, said Grandpa Tub, trying to start the plug hole again. I've probably just run out of fuel. Are those whistle-pop wankle engines? asked Curtis, looking at the massive rockets on the base of the bathtub. Yes, but I don't have any. Grandpa Tub started to explain, but stopped when Curtis grabbed hold of the last bottle of lemonade and leaped onto the side of the plug hole. Hick, hick, the plug hole choked as Curtis poured the lemonade into a small hole above a sign that read, Really tasty lemonade only. Suddenly, the plug hole bubbled into action. The Globus stuck out its sticky tongue again, and this time it caught one of the smallest ducks and sucked it into the huge void like a black hole at the back of its mouth. Right, let's get going, said Grandpa Tub sadly. Ducks return, he ordered over the plug hole's two-way radio. Curtis jumped from the plug hole back to the mighty motion and placed the electrical patches on his body. The two vessels moved slowly away. First Officer Zip was cradling Mr Hippo's head, who was now snoring as loud as you would expect a hippopotamus to snore. The two vessels moved slowly away from each other and there was a loud as the United Force Field separated so that each ship was now free to flee. This woke up Mr. Hippo, who looked around the mighty motion and muttered, Mmm, dream. The ducks made their way back to the plug hole, and Grandpa Tub shouted into his radio, Remember the red button, Curtis? The spacemates saluted as the two vessels flew in opposite directions. The plug hole zoomed off into hyperspeed. Ice! The size of a city, no longer about to hit us, shouted the scroll of the galaxies. Mr. Hippo gave a sigh of relief. 
Hmm. As ice the size of a planet is just crashed into us and heading directly for us. Curtis looked above and saw this huge mass of ice filling his entire visual field. He could make out ice mountains and valleys and large black areas of frozen lakes. There was a huge chill that felt like knives stabbing into his bones and a crackling noise like fingernails on a blackboard that filled his ears. Coming from the right side of the mighty motion and engulfing its putrid bulk was the Globus. Huge amounts of pus were dripping off its purple mouth and tongue and onto the force field. The mouth was so close that Curtis could see a space-suited toy tiger in one of the windows of a spaceship that was stuck between the creature's teeth. Shall we go into hyperspeed, Curtis? asked First Officer Zip. 20 seconds until impact of both planets and Globus, said the scroll of the galaxies. Do you hear me? 20 seconds to impact. Curtis thought of all the creatures and spaceships that the Globus had destroyed and probably would destroy in the future and hovered his hand over the red button. Please press the button, Curtis, said First Officer Zip. Mr. Hippo just put his paw over his eyes and started chewing on the mighty motion mattress. Amazingly, Curtis calmly waited. He watched as the lip of the globus stretched out and dripped bright green snot onto their force field. The ice planet was now so close that the spacemates could see the jagged edges of the mountains. Impact of ice and globus in 10 seconds, screamed the scroll of the galaxies. Nine, eight, seven. Ice was crumbling onto the force field and fizzing into steam caused by the heat of the globus pus. Six, five, four, oh no! Three, two. The ice planet was already smashing into the globus and there was blackness around the mighty motion, apart from a tiny glint of light beneath them. One and galloping galaxies, Curtis shouted. He shifted his body to make the ship fly downwards and pressed the red button. 